All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back. Um, I'm here again with my man, Moose. How's it going? Um, hope everyone out there is doing good and uh, uh, moving forward in their lives and making uh, this experience here on the third dimension on planet Earth <laughs> as sweet as possible. So uh, w uh, a topic that's just been coming up uh, over the last week more than once uh, was the topic of surrender. So we thought we'd give uh, tonight's couple hours or wh however long to talk about um, the concept of surrender and what it means and um, kind of put it into context of uh, uh, changing your lives and or creating things that you want. So, you know, for me personally, uh, when I <coughs> when I s hear the word surrender, um, when we're talking about consciousness or becoming awareness or just kind of kind of making changes in your life i think um surrender is one of those requirements to where in order for you to change anything in your life um you kind of have to surrender the old you or the ego or you know how you used to present yourself to the world in order to advance forward and find something new you're, you're sort of clearing out space the old space um to make space for something new to happen in your life so um let me just ask you moose what when you hear the word surrender what does it mean to you um you know i i think it's obviously extremely important it comes up everywhere you know i you hear it at every AA meeting or rehab facility or um any sort of correction facility or even just within friends and family and giving advice you know you always hear that you need to surrender and for the longest time you know i didn't really understand stood what it meant you know i've heard it uh, across the board through so many different instances and always thought oh okay you know you know so I'll, I'll surrender and but never really truly did and uh right you know like you said i think it's important to understand what you're surrendering and why right and i think most people you know go about their lives and they don't even think about it until they get stuck somewhere mm -hmm. or w at one point in their life they, they realize that the way they're living their lives their habits aren't benefiting them right and they they know that they need change in their lives but like in order for change to occur all those things have to change um all, all the habits all, all the thought processes and things like that and in order for that for change to occur you ha you kind of have to kill that stuff off and and i think that's uh, a, a requirement it, it would be to surrender um all of that and i think most right. of it kind of centers around the ego don't you well that's my point exactly is people want to parry i personally you know wanted to cherry pick you know what i surrendered um and then would only you know choose to do half or whatever and you know, I would get somewhere, but then a months would go by, and I end up back, you know, at square one, or, I, like, I learned my lesson, but somewhat, and I didn't really truly give it the actual, like, 100% surrender, where you just allow change to occur and draw positivity and, you know, good change towards yourself instead of, you know, remaining in past programs due to cherry picking surrender yeah I, I think it's hard i mean when you're in the process of transforming yourself and 
you know, changing your lives and, and trying to manifest a better life for yourself. Um, it's tough, but you know, one of the hardest parts, uh, is like, depending on your age, like I'm in my fifties, you've kind of presented to the world, this version of yourself who you want to present to the world, whether it's your authentic self or not, not usually it's not your authentic self, but it's, it's, it's something your ego has formulated to where you can present this person to the world to where you get likability. Right. Um, you, you don't, you, you can get a job, you, you know, it's almost like role playing. It's a facade. Yeah. And, and like w- when you reach a point where that's not working anymore and you have to make changes, I think, I mean, obviously s- you would have to surrender that. And basically what we're talking about is, is somebody that would need to surrender their identity, like who they've known themselves as probably since they were little kids you know you develop a specific identity whether you're an artist or a politician or a lawyer that you know that's just this role you play but it's probably deep down not really who you are and you know in order to change you got to get really familiar with your authentic self and i think that's a scary prospect for a lot of people and um surrender also requires like stepping into a very uncomfortable unknown situation where you're not even familiar with yourself anymore and it can be scary so i think surrender is a tough thing for a lot of people well absolutely it's a tough thing and for myself included you know it's uh for everybody across the board doesn't matter who you are to a hundred percent decide to choose to change you know, you have to be sitting and living in an uncomfortable environment for long enough, and the uh, uncomfortability of that has to finally outweigh, you know, your situation for you to want to surrender and change. And I think, um, in order to most people um, have to hit that rock bottom, have to be that. I was that just going to say that um, exactly before rock before change happens. So you know. Uh, surrender is not a comfortable thing. Absolutely not. It is an uncomfortable thing. You become painfully aware of who you are. You become painfully aware of the things that you don't like about yourself. This person, this facade you've put on for so many people for so many years isn't who you really are. And it's not longer wor- it's no longer working for you. And that's a painful process. You know, it, it causes con- confusion in the mind. It causes biological shifts inside your body. Um, it really affects you all the way down to a subatomic level. And um, in order for real change to happen, you know, that's the level it has to go to for you to change. And, you know, it, yeah, no, I agree with all of that. It, you know, and it's interesting. <coughs> People really don't change or, or, or start to become aware of who they are until they, a, a crisis situation or, or until, like you said, rock bottom. Mm-hmm. What that says to me about people facing um, the possibility of surrendering is is most people don't want to do it. Th- it's almost like they're forced into it. They, they, they're right. at, at, at the lowest possible point they can be, so there's nothing else but to surrender. Right. And if, if people don't hit a rock bottom, they don't really uh, go down that path to surrender. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting you know, question too is why do people wait so long? And I think you answered it. There's a lot of fear involved of what you might find out about yourself and what you might not be okay with. And 
you know, the, the other thing is, is say you're 40 years old and, and you go down this path, you surrender and you start becoming familiar with your authentic self and you realize you've never even known yourself and it could be a really terrifying process. And, and, and it's like you look back going, I, I, I've spent 40 years on this planet as something or somebody. I, I have no idea who the what I created in my ego to become this. Yeah. And it's probably out of survival. You know, I need to make money. So I'm going to be a doctor. It's not really who you are though. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, living multiple walks of life is how I like to put it. Because as you're a kid and you're adolescence, you know, you're this, whatever you were in school. And then you shift into like high school and you're this other person you know, and then you get out and wherever you decide to go into adult life, you know, you uh, change that person again. And it's whatever works for you in that time frame. But, you know, as you go through it, people experience life differently. They, like you said, are unaware. So they walk all these different paths of life and go through all these different changes completely unaware. So they're not surrendering, but they're just floating along in the program it, it sounds yeah it's a very chameleon like life lifestyle right a, and it's almost like what we're describing in survival mode right like you can adapt and change your ego can adapt and change to suit whatever environment to get you through that like in high school mm-hmm. high school's a bitch for a lot of people right you exactly. get bullied in this and that so that's where kids okay i better become a jock or you know i, I have to become a uh, a popular person. Well, what about the popular person who was just innately popular from the get-go? What facade are they putting on because they're already the popular person? And I think that goes back to your parents and your upbringing. You know, maybe your parents engineered that yeah. for your own safety in high school because, you know, if you're What if you engineered that yourself through moving? Like, let's say kids change schools and create a new identity for themselves at a new school. I, I would say that that is very common because, I mean, we've all been to schools and a new kid shows up. That's a that's a terrifying thing because all eyes are on that kid mm-hmm. and everyone's trying to sor- suss that kid out and, uh, in a judgmental way. Like right. wh- what click is he going to fall he or she going to fall into? Mm-hmm. Is he uh, an, an emo kid? Is he going to be an athlete? Is, he gonna, is she going to be a cheerleader? Right. And, you know, from my experience in high school, I I. I was more of an athlete and, and I think I did it to just to survive. So I was bullied well. and, you know, it, and that was the role I played. I mean, I was good at sports, but there was so much more to me mm-hmm. that I just kind of shelved away because I was afraid the other athletes would like, I was an artist and, uh, you know, and a skateboarder right. and all that stuff. And in my day in the eighties, the jocks didn't like the, the jocks beat the shit out of the skaters. And, yeah. And, and the artists were geeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was every bit that. But, like, I played the athlete role so I could survive high school, you know. And mm-hmm. it was it was simply role playing. And, and you get once you get positive reinforcement from it, you get good at it. And people accept that. That's I think that's when it kind of homogenizes. And, it, 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 and now it's you're like, going, OK, I'm getting positive feedback for this guy. Right. And that now you just kind of becomes more concrete and you're going, OK, I'm going to play this role for as long as I can because it's working. Yeah. You know for what as I mean? long as I can. And, so and it, I don't care if it's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surviving. I'm getting attention. 
I'm getting dates or girlfriends and, right. you know, I'm in being invited to parties. I'm going to play this role. Right. So that bodes the question for the popular person who's gone through and put themselves or the athletic person who can skate by life for, you know, uh, an extended a period of time. Um, basically, there's no time limit on when you can surrender. Like being this popular kid and person and being being an athletic, being able to let that take you into life and all over the world and this and that and the other before becoming, you know, doing what it is you're doing now to versus, you know, back then and living in survival. Everything's different now. Like, uh, so that's that's an int good point there. Um, so it, it would be safe to say that people run from surrendering. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's, they're escaping from it because that's that's kind of how life shifting and how monumental surrender is. Because right. once you go down that hole, like with anything else in consciousness, you can't go back. So you go down that hole and you don't like what you see. You have to be OK with that. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And you, you have to be OK with OK. I per everyone knew me as this athlete or whatever. And I'm not even close to it. And I, now I have to present myself to the world, mm -hmm. which is someone completely different. You, now you're losing peer groups. Right. You know, people maybe don't trust you as much. You know how our society is. Mm -hmm. Oh, he just went crazy, you know, because yeah. he's not a different person. They'll, so, someone will put a label on you. Right. You know what I mean? So that there's that you got to fight, too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to to surrender i mean that's a key component as well, mm -hmm. well exactly that's the uh exact point of what i was thinking is um you know no matter because I, I was that same person you know me I, too and it i makes did me think who yeah. wasn't you know and I, I think about like how long i went unconscious before i decided to surrender like it was a long time i i a, a long time and, and then and now looking back on that I'm like, in in hindsight, it's just like, fuck, who was that guy? Like, you know, or what the fuck was I thinking? And like, I know I can remember like shit from back then, but it's just like, it's it just, just wasn't really you. The right. more you're in touch with, mm -hmm. you know, and then coming to terms with that is like, there's a lot of cringy shit that was like happened or whatever. And you just got to shake hands with the person inside of you, all the, all that shit that, you know, and just let it go and surrender. You know, yeah, I mean, sooner or later, you, c you can never run from the truth. Mm -hmm. Like sooner or later, it could be some for some people, their 30s, some people, their 60s or 70s. Right. But sooner or later, you're going to end up face to face with who you really are that y you just can't fight it, mm -hmm. you know, or y and you can't be that unconscious for that long. Or maybe you can. Maybe but you can. Some people might not find it till their deathbed. Right. But uh, I think there's the way the universe works, in my opinion, there's certain events that happen in your life mm -hmm. where I the universe causes you to look within and reflect and go, OK, yeah, th the gig is up. No, mm -hmm. no more phony. Uh, yeah, the universe here. is calling you out you on know, your shit. You're you're a, a, a loving divine oh, being. Me. There's nothing to really run from it or be afraid of. It's just going to be completely different from who you thought you were. Right. And that's the unknown. It's very terrifying. It takes a lot of courage. And it, it it's not a a quick hit either. It's a pr it's a journey. So you know once you once you surrender, you know if you're willing to want to make changes in your life your life is forever altered too. And that's a, another thing to come to terms with.
Exactly. Um, like you said, there's no turning back. Once you start on the path, you know, it's, you can stop, you know, like you said, but then you're, you're kind of stuck. Like, at least in my, this is what happened in my experience was trying to cherry pick, got stuck, you know, learned a thing or two, and then the universe just throws the same lesson back in Tried my face. Tried to fake your way through it. Trying to fake yeah, my way through some it. Something like, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of the same stuff. Yeah, and then the universe just puts the same problem right back in front of exactly. me. Exactly. And, and then I'm then nowhere to run. <laughs> yeah, nowhere <laughs> to run. Sorry, you're going to go back to the starting line. You're not getting it. Yep. You know, and, um, you know, that uh, I'm a firm believer, like, you know, and it's hard, but why wait till you know, a crisis situation or rock bottom, but we've just d defined why everyone waits. It's, it's a right. pretty, pretty profound element in people's lives. I mean, the one constant in this universe is change that, mm -hmm. and that happens with, with everyone and you can fight it all you want, but sooner or later you're going to change. I don't think that's the same as evolving consciously, but you are a different person year after year. Right. Sooner or I later. agree with yeah. that. You're not evolving consciously, no, but you're but you, exactly. I 100% agree with that. You're a different person. Mm -hmm. uh, that does, it's not the same as uh, being aware or being more conscious mm -hmm. or, you know, being more connected spiritually. It is not the same thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying with the uh, dip walking different paths of lives and just remaining unconscious through the whole thing is... Um, it blows me away to think that that's how long I lived or, you know, um, before I like realized or, or really self-reflected, which is the probably the scariest thing, like I said, and I started cherry picking. But what I'm coming to realize and what I want others to know is, you know, don't stop. Um, why stop? Like once you get to that point, then you get stuck. So it's like, well, shit now. Oh, excuse my language. Now it's like, what do I got to do? to continue this growth or make it to at least the end game goal where like I'm not getting stuck with this con uh, continuous problem in my face every day and then you just deal with it and then grow from it and move forward to like why wouldn't you stop right I think that's where um, or why would you stop excuse me right I think that's where like an inner belief a faith you know um you know, it's some some point you, you you really have to just accept who you are and love yourself and take the plunge, you know. Uh, um, otherwise, you know, you either stop in your tracks, but you know, and most people will revert back to what works for them. They'll they'll go back into survival mm -hmm. instead of creation. That's the easiest uh, easiest thing for them to do because it's familiar, comfortability, right? So, y you know, I, I see people that like definitely maybe might be stuck in 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 their life somewhere and uh, from what I, in my opinion from what i've seen you know just from the people that i know is i, I think a lot of people are just kind of they found a comfort zone and they're neither happy nor sad but they're they're safe so they're not gonna they're not gonna surrender complacent they, they found they found a little zone where they're safe, you know what I mean? And, and they're not growing, they're not evolving, they're not becoming more conscious, but they're not dying, you know? Mm -hmm. They're getting their way through life. And I think people, you know, it's the same thing like when we talk about meditation, they, they hear that word and it's like, uh-oh, that, that, there's a requirement of change there. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not happy, I'm, but I'm not sad. I think I'm just going to ride out my whole life in this little comfort zone. And in my opinion, 
that's existing. That's not living a life. You know, it's you're just existing. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, everyone has this unlimited potential. You're, you're really wasting your life and selling yourself short just simply by not having the courage to 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 experiment, to, you know, to, to find out, to have the cure and the curiosity. You know what I mean? And the curiosity. You know what I mean? And I it, do. It's all terrifying because you're faced with basically the truth and your authentic self. And, you, you know, you have to be OK with that. And everyone is a, you know a divine loving being at birth i mean that's essentially who we are we've just been kind of programmed and our egos take over and develop these false identities and things like that but like i don't really think there's any reason for anybody to not look in the mirror and really love and appreciate who they are once they understand who they are authentically right you know what i mean because like for me i don't really look in mirrors <laughs> um but uh I couldn't look myself in the mirror as some phony guy, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I demand that authenticity now, you know, and, and I've been, you know, really working on myself for years now. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, I would much rather look in the mirror and just go, you know, I accept who you are and I really love who you are rather than go, Oh man, you're rich and famous. You got a bunch of Lamborghinis in the garage, but you're a complete shell of you know, you're just right. you're a veneer you know there's just no substance to you because you're not connected with your authentic self like i couldn't look myself in the mirror it's as tough as that you know what i mean exactly that's um a wonderful and very interesting thought you know is to look at yourself in the mirror how many, how many times everybody does it every single day but do they really look in the mirror are they actually and they're not you know and i'm very guilty of this as well and but it's a trippy analogy because you know we all do it every single day yeah i mean people look in the mirror on a really shallow subsurface physical level but like connect your eyes with the uh, the eyes in the mirror and look deep into who you are Mm -hmm. that's probably pretty scary for a lot of people yeah absolutely you know myself included and i I like to think that i'm way past that but um Let's talk about like the surrender process. Like, at what point is a pr- w- you know we talked about rock bottom, but say in y- you you brought up a good point with like AA. Whoever's ever been in Alcoholics Anonymous knows that the very first step is admitting mm-hmm. that you're an alcoholic. That in itself is a form of surrender. You're, right. You you got to give up that. You got to own it. You got to mm-hmm. admit it. You know. And this is also for NA or CMA or correct. You know. Any one of those. You have to come clean Mm -hmm. right now or this process is dead in its tracks. So, you know, uh, uh, sequentially, I think like if anybody's out out there is looking to make a change in their life or, um, you know, becoming more aware or more conscious of of what's going on around them. um, Wouldn't you think uh, it's safe to say that surrender would would be one of the first steps if, if you really wanted to make a profound change in your life? Absolutely. So and just the first step and and the most important step, like if without surrender, you know, without allowing yourself to actually change, you know, you'll never you never will. You can't um, beat around the bush or dip your toe in the shallow end There there is none of that. You know, it's head first. You're diving in. You know, there's a, sen- a certain sense of commitment that has to happen along with it. There's a, a level of 
like, you know, mental drive and perseverance that, you know, you kind of have to have to all, uh, fully allow yourself to do this. So hitting rock bottom and making it through that and after being and realizing and becoming aware of that and then making these like 100% coherent thoughts and decisions with inside of yourself is like the most important step. And, and then continuously, like you said, having that belief in faith and to hold on to that faith as long as possible and don't ever stop. It, de- it doesn't go away because you start reinforcing the idea of what is working, surrendering and change and allowing yourself to change and letting it happen to you authentically through like positive energy into the universe will draw it to you. And once there's that belief system in place, then, you know, you're light years ahead of everybody around and with inside of yourself too, just from where you were before you started the process. And then I think noticing change is what keeps people doing it. But the, but you notice the change, but the like awareness, I, yeah. Like I said, though, it's painful. Like I said, it's uh, consistent, at least for myself. Every couple of like lessons, it's ah, oh, yeah, that one I feel like t- you're starting over again. Yeah, but there's a new lesson though, exactly, like a new chapter. Or right? that lesson might kind of hit a little too close to home, and it's like, oh, all right, you got to deal with that. And then you try not to, and then it back in your face a week later and then you try not to and then it's in your face a week later and that's and that's the process because Mm -hmm. when you're you're, now you're fighting which means you're you haven't surrendered yet yep and then you let it go and it's it's a the old you creeps back in yeah that you know you you haven't fully surrendered um one thing i i just wanted to say real quick um so there's no misunderstandings here when we're talking about surrender uh, moose and i are not talking about giving up on your life And in fact, I think it's the opposite. You know, it's not we're not telling you to quit on your life. We're talking about surrendering the things, the ego specifically, the the, the things that don't benefit you. You have to at least acknowledge that like your your life, your way isn't working and you need to surrender that. We're not we're not talking about just giving up on life. Yeah, it's the negative feelings. It's the all the stuff that's wrapped around what's holding you back from moving forward. Is getting yourself out of your own way. It's surrendering exactly. that person that's in your way, and it's yourself. So it's. I, I would see it as a gift then, if you have the the power and the cur- the courageousness yeah. to do it. I could, I can get behind that. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um. You know, Moose and I have talked a lot about uh, people looking for end goals um, compared to the journey. I mean, this is also like meditation or consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's a journey. So you're you're not looking for like a finish line or an end goal or, you know, an answer to the equation. It's kind of kind of becomes your life. It's a lifelong practice. It's it's what you become. Mm -hmm. You know, so. If you're thinking you're going to just surrender and in a couple weeks you'll be a different person, that's just not how it goes. Nope. You know, it it requires, like Joe said, the whole point of surrender is to get your ego, get get all your baggage, all your uh, negative thoughts, your belief system, all your bad habits out of the way. Um, In order for the universe to give you what you want in life, it has to clear out the closet. Mm-hmm. It has to be cleared out. There needs to be space in order for new things 
and new changes to happen in your life. And it all starts with the ego. And, and when we're talking about surrender, um, we're mostly focusing on surrendering, you know, breaking the habit of being yourself, surrendering your ego, uh, however you guys want to look at it. But um, most people's biggest uh, hurdle or obstacle in their life is themselves. It's their own ego. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you really need to acknowledge that straight from the get-go. And, th- and this holds true, I think, also for, for people that like we believe or perceive to be happy and successful in society none of us really know what's going on in their heads you know it's not a monetary thing you know our culture tends to look at the wealthy as the the happy healthy you know they've got everything they have to have this they must have this beautiful life and close family and all this stuff but um i would venture to say that you know if you really got into their head and, and understood what they were thinking it was probably not even close to that right yeah, you never know what's going on in anybody's life. So uh, just to throw that out there, always be kind. Yeah. No know? judgment. No judgment. And no judgment upon yourself, um, especially during this process, because you will find things about yourself that you don't like and be okay with that. You know, No judgment. You, you are your own worst critic, and it is a... You know, that's a really good point, Moose, because part of surrender, part of this whole process um, is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. you know and no judgment like none of that that that's the old you that doesn't benefit you mm-hmm. like we've all no nobody's perfect we've all made mistakes and that that isn't even the present moment that's the past you know what i mean it doesn't exist anymore it, it, it no longer exists it only exists in your thoughts that you keep <coughs> running around and around in a vicious cycle every day it's not even real yeah so recycling you know, the old you in and out the old past you the right. past thoughts and that's all the old ago. baggage. You exactly. know, that's what you need to clear out in, in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to forgive yourself unjudgmentally and move forward into the present moment. And, you know, and so many people from their childhoods carry all that shit through their entire lives with them. And it's just it has to drain your energy. It's got to be tiring. And, you know, and that's where lies and excuses and victimhood, you know, victim of your environment creeps in. It's all of that stuff that people, for some reason, can't let go of. And they drag it through their lives. They drag it into their relationships. They drag it into work and they wonder why they can't coexist with their their fellow workers. They wonder why they're struggling in life, you know, and they just continue to blame other people. And that's the old baggage. Yeah. That's a very difficult one for most people, I believe. It's a challenge. You know, to... um, No one ever admits they're wrong or they made a mistake, you Mm -hmm. know, and 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 that's rooted in judgmentalism. What about saying, I'm sorry? (laughs) I know know very many people that I can't even remember them saying I'm sorry. Right. On a sincere level, Mm -hmm. because saying I'm sorry is a form of manipulation unless there's change that follows. Correct. Otherwise, it's manipulation. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Empty sorries. You know, there has to be a a change of behavior once you say you're sorry in order for it to even matter or be sincere. So that would be a form of surrender is, you know. It's opening up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, becoming vulnerable. Admitting you were wrong and changing something about yourself that you did that you know, affected either someone else if you change for them or whatever, but that become aware of that 
little victory and they add up and and in time you become this new person through those tiny little surrenders those little battles you know they really do affect and add up in a big way once you start becoming aware of it consciously day in and day out exactly and moose brought up another profound component to this which is vulnerability um, we're t- at least men in our culture are taught to be macho and mm-hmm. hearts closed and they're going to be tough guys and this and that. But like it, it's literally impossible to love yourself or love another person with your heart closed, like without being vulnerable. And it's a rough world out there. Mm-hmm. You have to protect yourself. But without vulnerability, how do you how do you uh, establish any kind of deep rooted relationship with anybody you, you really can't well, with anybody and or, that's or like anything. the most terrifying thing because you know most men walk through life solo you know and and whether surrounded with family surrounded right. with friends but you know opening up and telling somebody something like personal to you and becoming vulnerable this happened to me today and <laughs> i and um and the person uh blew right over it and s- had nothing to say about the subject about some shit something that's uh was bothering me and I was like right on <laughs> you know yeah i mean like those that are aware i mean you, you you can't let it affect you but like the more you're aware of yourself the, the more that you you become aware of mm-hmm. other people's behaviors and you know men especially you know and i almost feel bad for most men because they they're required to be tough and they can't cry and there's this macho edge to them, and all all that's doing is affecting their lives negatively. Well, men are only loved conditionally, which is this big thing, but you know the, w- the only people who aren't, you know, are women, children, and dogs. Right. And so, this is a like we said vulnerability, but you know, men's mental health is a is a is a huge problem right now in America. It really is. And uh, this is why we provide this platform and are speaking on such a thing such as surrender you know this is because men like that and who struggle with stuff like that need to be okay searching in with inside themselves and yeah and i i just want to be c- clear about vulnerability like <coughs> um that's ca- that's kind of like your soul or your spirit when you're opening up to be vulnerable mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll call it the inner child oh, i like that <coughs> the inner child is who you that's your soul and your spirit that's who you authentically want to be but you also have the other half of you as is an adult that has to protect that inner child right and you really only want to let out that inner child when you feel safe around loved ones and people that you you can trust because there's always that fear of you know that's kind of like a little kid getting Mm -hmm. his heart stomped on you know it can get really damaged so each each person has has their soul or their spirit, which is this inner child. But there has to be an adult, the other half of this person, an adult, a responsible adult to protect that inner child and don't let that inner child out in stressful situations. You know, and, and I've seen a lot of people that never even matured into adulthood, whether they're 30, 40, 60, 70 years old. It doesn't make you an adult. Make uh, what makes you an adult is a personal responsibility, m- mostly to yourself. Because once again, if you don't have a personal responsibility, you can't really be per- responsible to anybody else. 
you know, and that's when people fall into little role playings mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know. And stay I, stuck I, for years. Yeah, and I don't even think in our society it's even required to be an adult anymore. I mean, I've s- just seen some of the behavior out there, and it's basically childish. People don't respond. They react just like children. Mm-hmm. They flip you off in traffic. They, you know, th- th- this is very th- – this is not adult behavior, right. and it's definitely not compassionate. And if you're going to act like that to other people, you're really a mirrored effect. You know, you're kind of you act that way to yourself, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm sure there's tons of men out there that are just broken inside, you know, but they have to get up every day and put on this, you know, unvulnerable, tough Teflon coating around them to where, you know, nothing hurts them and nothing breaks them and they don't have any uh, any feelings or emotions. That is so unhealthy biologically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's <coughs> because they actually do feel something inside and then have to and then have and to lie to themselves it. and s- and suppress it and shove it down and all that hurts, you know, and and you just smile through it and then it just becomes a practice and then you begin become addicted to it. And then when you don't get that, you feel weird and this is another thing about surrender when in w- those biological changes that come with change inside of yourselves those feelings are going to be uncomfortable but they will go away you'll learn new ones and those new ones will be what solidifies that practice and solidifies that change that that happens with inside of you you know i I find it interesting um it seems to me that like more most people are more concerned about what other people think of them than what they think of them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's a that's a that's a confusing concept for me because <coughs> you're not really being very good to yourself. You know, if you're if you're more worried about what people think of you and how you act and dress, more important than how you think of yourself as an authentic person, that says a lot about you as the person, don't you think? Yeah. I think people are walking displays of how they feel internally. And um so can we call them soulless avatars existing in a programmed matrix? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and people would rather be that way than to get in touch with their true feelings. Well, it's yeah. so easy. It's like it's just, it starts from if a young age. It works. It works. And it's so exactly, you know what I mean? Like yeah. from a young age everybody's just taught that, you know, you are the victim. Everybody's the, the fault in that problem and you know, you lash out and you get what you want, and and then you go about your life, and it, and it's and everybody, it's like this society, is so different from thirty years ago. There was totally different world. Way more men who you know like didn't have as many hel- uh, mental health problems. Nope. There was, you know, you had a good career. Like you weren't you you built a family. Like now it's this just programming where you have to go straight into a job right out of high school and blah 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 and and everybody just gets stuck in this this is what we have to do this is what we're supposed to be doing and not actually living just following the programming and staying stuck all the way through all of their careers through life you know yeah i think uh, like most people miss the point on humanity and Mm -hmm. what it is to live a life like you know i i was i kind of grew up in the 70s and 80s and all of us were raised basically to, to seek out status or, you know, your parents wanted you to find a, to become wealthy. 
like it was all about your career base. You know, most parents in my day wanted little Johnny or, or, you know, their kids to be a doctor or a lawyer. They didn't care about whether the kid was happy. But uh, in terms of status in the United States, that was a high status job. But those were the highest paying jobs back then. This was before the Internet and all that stuff. But like those were the th- those were the jobs. And every parent wanted their kids to be a doctor or a lawyer for financial gain. And they kind of lost track of like, uh, you know, the child's passion or what they innately were talented at or what they wanted to do. It was all just focused straight on financial gain. And I think right from a young age, you're you're right. You're off the tracks, you know, and you're you're just uh, finding yourself uh, flowing further and further from your authentic self. And, you know, I'm in my 50s now. And, you know, it's clear to me that. You know, when you die, nobody cares how much money you have. Mm-hmm. You know, what's important is, is you know, what you can do to your community, how you can serve your community, your family, you know, your inner circle, and um, mostly giving back, you know. It, it, it has nothing to do with money, yet that's the primary goal, you know, for most parents. They're not even really think. You could say that parents aren't really looking after their kids true passion or happiness you know if you got plenty of money yeah you're you're okay you're not going to starve you're surviving you know better than most people but like are you happy like are you fulfilled are you like is there a sense of wholeness in you and you know i think a lot of really wealthy people lack that they lack a wholeness you know because Mm -hmm. they can purchase things you know they can purchase that it's all substantive it's all material stuff and there's just no substance under it and you know, maybe that just comes with age or wisdom. I don't know. But like that, that's kind of the course that I saw growing up in the United States. Mm. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting to me. So, it's so it, it, you know, you get to be 30 or 40 years old. Why would you surrender? You know, if you had three houses and a bunch of cars and, right. you know, you weren't super happy. You, you, you didn't you don't have wholeness, but like you, you're ahead of, ahead of most people. This was the point I was making earlier. The people who grew up, the popular guy, the the rich person, the person who didn't have problems. You know, what's going on? What do you, they have to surrender? Typically what it is is an unhappy home life, you know, traumatic kid, trauma experience. And so this popular person's just living this facade, but they're probably oftentimes, you know, pretty lonely. And I'm only speaking from experience. Uh, but that's what, you know, I, I would say probably happens to, most maybe professional athletes or like you said you know just rich people yeah, being able to buy point, themselves whatever they need maybe that's where the term midlife crisis comes in uh-huh. but let me ask you this like like what advice would you give or like h- how could you how would it be able for like a, like a multi-millionaire 40 50 year old man maybe he's retired he's got tons of money great family like how would you get that guy to surrender because he's he's going to just reply going why surrender what look i i've got everything you know but he really doesn't have anything well i'd ask him i'd ask him are you happy right start with that um what what was your uh childlike like you know or what's your relationship with your parents yeah or what's miss like if there's anything missing in your life what would it be yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. And, and it would be tough to get them to open up on that mm-hmm. because they don't need to. 
Right. You know what I mean? They've got all this proof of success, I guess you'd call it. But those are, you know, thought-provoking questions, and um, they would incite self-thought or, you know, They'd go home and think about it, even if they didn't admit it in front of you. Mm -hmm. They would definitely go home and think about it. And sometimes that's all that you need. Yep. Plant the seed. Right. You know, and, and that's interesting, you know. You know, what we're developing here is, is surrender takes a, a fair amount of courage, to say the least. And, you know, it's about kind of like jumping off a cliff. That's why I said you, there's no dipping your toe in a shallow end, you know. Nope. It's all in the deep end when you do it. But it's a great feeling, you know. I will say, like, there's a certain amount of relief that comes with it um, that is probably a better feeling than a hundred percent. Not probably it's a better feeling than holding on. No to question. Those grudges and the whatever it is, those egos, those problems or traumas. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Just that. that yeah. I mean, what, what you're doing is, is what few people are willing to do or, or too afraid to do, you know, and it's definitely going to be uncomfortable and difficult in the beginning, but like over time you start to prove, prove to yourself your own invincibility mm-hmm. now you start developing confidence a, re- a deep-rooted authentic self-love for yourself and now you're really connecting with who you are and you're okay with all of it you mm-hmm. know what i mean so well, you it know gets easier y- yeah it, because you, you you get a, a firmer like your ego is gone and you can really appreciate the real things that matter in life you know what i mean right and it's such a rewarding fulfilling tons of substance involved in that there's value in all of that so the journey itself builds that character and i think you know if you don't surrender and you just kind of stay in your comfort zone you'll never have that level of invincibility and and you know abundant feeling and confident and self-worth and all that stuff and that's when (coughs) you can truly manifest is when you're in that zone and, and your energy and your vibration is super high because you have those those core foundations in you you have Mm -hmm. your self-confidence you did the work you sat in the fire you did what most people are terrified to do right you know and you should really honor that and and don't quit just it just keeps getting better and and, and now what we're kind of describing here is now you're stepping out of survival mode and now you have the ability, you have the energy, you have the vibration of creation to become a creator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, everyone's heard the term manifestation or manifesting your dreams or whatever it is. That's what that is. You can't do it from a low vibration. No, you have to raise your elevated emotions, you know, raise your vibration. And, and it has to be authentic. You can't <laughs> fake your way into it. And you have to do it with 100% clarity. Yep. You got to know what it is. That you're that you're changing or fixing about yourself or whatever it is, you have to know what it is and 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 be certain about it that you're um drawing and and growing or drawing abundance to you or whatever it is, but just clear intention, elevated emotion, and raise your vibration and do in doing such. You know. Yeah, I mean, and you're you're more inc- instead of your thoughts controlling you, you're you're now in control of your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's people overthinking that that's can cripple a person's life you know and you know imagine being in control of your thoughts every day now, now you're the you're the painter you know and you've got an, a, a, a blank canvas in front of you and you can create whatever the, whatever it is that you want 
What an interesting thought. You know, like you said, it, controlling it is. your thoughts we is uh, that's the that's a trick and a half in in all in itself. Well, you know, I told my son this the other day. I'm like, oh, there there really is two choices. You can control your thoughts, learn how, master the art of controlling your thoughts, or you can allow your thoughts to control you, and they will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. So, to me, there's no choice, but you do have two choices. A lot of people like settle that. settle for that, and you know that's now you can make excuses and blame other people and do it. No personal responsibility, and then you'll fall into this comfort zone where you're just existing and you'll never know creation you're always going to be in survival you know and i mean there's just like you're missing out on the like the the main essence of the human condition of life we're all creators and you're gonna you're gonna go through your entire life missing that Hmm. yeah you know what i mean i do it um that i i liked that idea or that way you put it because just looking back in hindsight of 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 life before practicing controlling your own thoughts before because I never had it put to me like that but you're absolutely right you know it's um you become the master right because when I explain it to others um you know I just put it like in layman's terms it's like you can it this is a choice you know you're choosing to dwell in this you're choosing to continue to be sad about this or choosing like this path or you could just not you know but it's a lot it's it's hard for some people sometimes you know like i'm guilty of it where it's like oh i'm upset and i just i just like want to be upset and i or i just don't want to like let it go upstairs but i know that if i make that conscious thought to just uh, let it go it's not that big a deal or whatever and move forward sometimes like that's more easy it's easier said than done so like you said letting your thoughts control you because I'm still guilty of sometimes having intrusive thoughts and being like, uh, and then like they'll they'll be bothersome or just gaining or then then like regaining control of them. I never really thought I about I it. And in more such importantly, a way. they might not. E- they're mostly not even real or true. Right. Your thoughts aren't. Mm-hmm. It's really not even true. You know, and it, it's just interesting. Um, you know, I mean, your thoughts are what's creating your reality. Yeah, and Watch I, you know the first question you, you're gonna get is okay, great. How do you, how do you how do you control your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that's where you get into the inner work. That's where meditation becomes a requirement mm-hmm. because now the present the present moment, the generous present moment, is a requirement. You're required to get in touch with who you are to become familiar with who you are. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. And that's what makes it, in my opinion, so special. And in my theory on it is, is that's really what the universe wants. The human race is so off track. I mean, we've got wars and bombs and drugs and dishonest, corrupt governments and evil satanic groups running the world or whatever it is. Like the human race is is so off track. And, and it's almost like because people are unwilling to put the effort in. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that goes, in my opinion, that goes back to programming. Okay. You don't even know that. We let it happen. We let it happen through programming. Totally. You know, we're allowing these greater forces to just control and dictate what we learn, what we know, what we see, what we ingest, what's on media. I mean, uh, everything. The what we wear. Consumption. Yeah. Everything is controlled. There isn't, there's the only thing you really have control over is your thoughts. Right. 
you can you or know, should and even but if you do y- with that and then the next question is is okay i'm i've been programmed how do i stop the program mm-hmm. right it goes hand in hand with your thoughts yeah. you know your your personal reality is based on your your personality that's how you think act and feel mm-hmm. so you know if someone okay smarty pants how am i supposed to control my thoughts how do i get you know i've, I've been running these programs since i was seven years old how how do I get rid of it? And, and most people just think that's who they are and they're stuck in that. Mm-hmm. And that's where meditation comes in. Well, I was guilty of this. I, I made the conscious decision at one point. Oh, this is it. This <laughs> I'm is resigned I'm to this. this. Yeah. This is Joe. This is what I'm going to do. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to hang sheetrock. Yeah. Let me make <laughs> it work. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and those are all based on thoughts. Right. From a program. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and breaking every, down those yeah. thoughts. This is what makes this very hard. When I say certain things that I come across that I used to hold near and dear to my heart, I'm realizing these p- things are no longer me. And those are the days that it's like difficult. Those are the days that, you know. And, and probably they were an illusion. They, they were what you thought they were, and they weren't even that. Right. So now you've got this emptiness going, fuck, mm. the whole thing's a lie. Like I've the got whole my whole life with this. I hate this Steelers team because of whatever <laughs> reason, or w- I, I don't, I don't hate the Steelers, but I'm just right. saying as an example, like right. for no reason, like for uh, why, why? Uh, that's a distraction, mm-hmm. you know. That's the Roman circus. That's right. that's why we get fed sports games on the weekends. Yeah, and it's like letting go to those things. Like I don't skate nearly as often. Not something near and dear to my heart, but right. it's just no longer pragmatic for my life. And it's not really part of your identity at this current Anymore. state in your life. It's, it's not you're n- mm-hmm. not defined as a skater. That was a role, right? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the same boat. I'm guilty of it too. I mean, I was a surfer, mm-hmm. and I loved my lifestyle, I, and I still think it's a great lifestyle. But like, uh, that's not who I am anymore. I, I'll still surf. I love to surf. Mm-hmm. I love the ocean. But like, that's not who I define who I am anymore. Right. Like, I don't even care to dress like i I don't want people to even know that i'm affiliated Mm -hmm. with that you know so the thing is is during during this situation during this process you know you kind of go through quite a bit of time figuring out who it is you are you go through this state of being where it's like what am i who am i what are these letting go of these things letting go of that like so where would you start oh well, where I started, I like if that's you wanted to, I could to, speak to really like create a um, new Joe, w- it would obviously require getting in touch with who you are. And li- like that's finding out your passions and, and you know, what your purpose purpose now comes becomes yeah. more important. Like um, that's what I would say t- to answer my own question. Um, and I've d- I, I think I did this to you. I use like when people are kind of on the fringe of looking for some solution yeah. to, to unstick themselves i always start with this if you had unlimited time unlimited money unlimited resources where would you be and what would you be doing and most people cannot answer that question right i know what i would be doing now the day you asked me i don't know right. i didn't know i had no idea that's that's the first step like like how do you create something if you don't know what it is but i know what it is now you got to get in tune with who you are right yeah you know what i mean like i i don't want to be an accountant Mm -hmm. i know that you know what i mean 
and I I love surfing and stuff like that, but like I think there's a different purpose for me, and I think it's more about um, uh, serving my community, um, something more purposeful for like healing, healing myself, healing my family, um, connecting and unifying the human race on on a much more substantive and conscious level. You know, th- those are powerful things to me, and in my opinion, like what what else is there like what's more important than that because when you attain that you can be a good artist a good skater you can still do all of that but like the the wholeness and the fulfillment you get out of that um you know if if you were to meet me 20 10 even 10 years ago you know none of this was in my scope if if somebody would have said oh you know robert's going to be uh I don't know, a healer or, you know, a c- serve his community and get into quantum. Spiritual mentor. Yeah, or into consciousness and science and spirituality. I mean, I, 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 I didn't study that in school. I had no interest in it. And it, like we said in the last podcast, I it just kind of chose me because I surrendered that old pseudo identity, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, and it's almost like the universe just threw it in my lap going, well, this is a little bit more purposeful. Why don't you why don't you dabble in this? Yeah. And I just kind of went down the hole and I just started reading, you know, became the alchemist. You know, I started started practicing things and experimenting and, you know, tons of meditations, tons of reading, tons of research on things I never, ever like had any interest in 20 years ago, you know. And it's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful and I'm glad I did that. Y- you know, if I was the old me and didn't surrender, I, I would have turned it all down, you know, right. out of fear or something. You know, I, I don't know science. Judgment. I'm not smart enough to understand quantum physics, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I just surrendered that whole belief system that I had. And it, it was kind of uh, at a point in my life where I wouldn't call it rock bottom, but it was at least, uh, you know, in the in the parking garage so you would say it was pretty pretty uh scary time you know it was i mean mm. it, it was where like you know i could have lost my kids i could have lost my you know my job my family i won't go into it but like right. i had nowhere to go and at some point i just stopped and went you know give up man this what you're doing or trying to do hasn't worked and it isn't going to work in this situation mm-hmm. So I just, I did, I just went, take me, you know? Yep. And and I have no regrets from that point on. I became just a better thinker, more intelligent, more centered, absolutely more conscious, more aware of what's going on in the world. Uh, you know, I see my reality's different, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. I, and it's, it's um, like, I can't put a value on it. It's just... To me, all there is, you know, the, I agree. The, everything else follows, you know, you want to take trips to Egypt or go surfing here that you got that at your fingertips now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Information. And, and you're not struggling anymore. And, you know, not to dominate society, but you go out, in, you know, in public and stuff. And like, I, I don't even really want to engage anymore. Not that I'm above anybody, but like I want to surround myself with like minded people, intelligent people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was younger, I'm I trying to sit at bigger tables, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would hang out with losers and drunks and bars and stuff. I didn't really discern or pick or pick or choose. And now it's like, 
Um, you know, just like you said, I'd, I'd rather sit at a table with Billy Carson and yep. Joe Dispenza. Same. You know, and, and, and money has nothing to do with it. It's just the energy involved in that. Do a meditation, you know, in the middle of yeah. the pyramid. And, and I think that's that that takes courage, you know. And um, the other thing I want to be clear on with surrender, um, that doesn't make Joe and I wimps. Like we both have boundaries and and right. we, we hold to those. We don't we don't cave. We don't we don't get steamrolled. Any you know it's unwavering. Kinda, yeah, self worth. That's right. It, you if you love yourself enough, it, you know I, I like to use the term peaceful warrior. Uh, yes. You know, you know, be a um, warrior in a garden. Great book by Dan Millman, by the way. One of the first books I ever read uh-huh. about this stuff was okay. called um, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, by Dan Millman, and it, it changed my life, but I was just too <laughs> polluted and, and, and dumb, you know, to really let it soak in. But it did it did uh, hit a few notes. Uh, I was probably 22 when I read that. Yeah. And just, uh, oh, this is really cool, and then just moved on in my programs and in my ego, you know. Mm-hmm. But the seed was planted, you know, and, um, you know, I, I'm as loving, peaceful a person as it is, but, like, don't fuck with me you know exactly. I, I, I don't use violence or anything like that but uh, you know i'll walk away or you know i just don't engage mm-hmm. so it's it's not it's not about caving surrender is not about caving in it's not about being a wimp it's the opposite exactly. surrender opposite. is total that's warrior courageous cur- thing courageous thing to do mm-hmm. and that's part of why most people don't want anything to do with it right and it's frowned upon because um it's uh, it goes against society's indoctrinating. It goes especially against with men, especially with men. They are. We're not supposed to have feelings. Exactly. Right. And we're not supposed to express them. We're not supposed to be even just consciously aware of who we are and what we do. Because if we all became conscious of what we were and what we are, a lot of us are going to find out that a lot of people are really ugly. And if they c- that can incite change, then you know we would have a better society altogether. And then it wouldn't. But the government, and that's a whole nother rabbit hole, you know, is keeping us held back intentionally. This is all um, just a, a, a huge program. Yeah, it's a global weakening. It's a, a global and weakening. And they're absolutely hitting the male figures first because those are the men, you know. So Yeah, they say the quiet man the is men. the strong man, you know. Right. So if you got these people out here who are controlling and barking up a storm everywhere, you know, they're just trying to keep us weak, like you said, a global weakening, and such as just be, it doesn't make you weak at all, like to, to surrender. I, I think it's the opposite. I, I think it's the opposite too, Straight because up. to stand out against the crowd and to do this work in just for the betterment of yourself, I mean, there, yeah. there is no, 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 no other strength. What else is there? What else is there? Yeah. You know, like and, and I think when you do that and you keep your mouth shut, you know, this is a very, it's a solo journey. It's a very inner private journey. And you, and you just do that and you keep your mouth shut. The people around you or the people that know you, there's a curiosity that starts to develop because you're setting a different example. Mm-hmm. And that's really how you change people because you can't talk people into Me anything. You have to become an example it, it, with tangible evidence, like your life starts to becoming, but you're creating exactly what you want in your life. And the people around you are going, hmm, 
how's he doing that? Yeah, what's he doing? You know, exactly. and, and then they come to you, and now you don't have to solicit any information or get called a, 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 a cosmic debris or a conspiracy theorist That's the or one anything dude, like that. Conspiracy theorist. You know, and, and you know, just you know, and, and it's it's not your responsibility to change another person. It's them. But like, the more people out there become examples of this, the more curious. I think other people that are unwilling, you know, to admit anything, they, they, they start to become curious to see how you're changing your life. And that's kind of how you heal other people and af affect um, the other people or the masses. Right. I agree com completely. And um, that, I think, is the most profound, like, part of this entire thing is... is once we can unify and change the masses on this like spiritual level of you know everybody if like if everybody's surrounded just just that thought or surrendered excuse me just that thought i mean everything would change yeah i, w I was just gonna ask you that question because we're, uh, we're about to wrap up this uh tonight's episode um my my question hypothetically to you was you know what would it be like like you know the goal the universal goal is is unity that's mm -hmm. what the universe right. is based on um uh imagine or hypothetically if you know we could collectively get a multitude of humans to surrender concurrently or at the same time or right around the same time what do you think would change like uh, just on the globe i think everything um government would fall immediately it would be it would come crashing down, I think. Uh, I, I think unity is only possible with that. Yes, and, I and agree. You, with the, when the people unify, just like Moose said, the governments are gone. gone. The oil companies are gone. BlackRock's gone. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. All, all those evil empires that are programming and running all the humans, they're, they, they're gone within like two or three weeks. Yeah. It just all it takes is unity. Everything falls apart. And then I think real health like starts change real positive growth um re real life glow on like global scales where everything just absolutely 100 percent changes it, it would uh well take that's away interesting sickness it would take uh, away um everyone would be much physically, physically much, much healthier health but like yeah you, you know when you surrender again it's centered around the ego there would wouldn't be any wars. There wouldn't be any borders. Would, you know what I mean? There'd like there'd be no racism. There would be no prejudice. There would be no none of this. Right. Like wh whoever's running the world, whether it's BlackRock, Vanguard, the media companies, evil Illuminati's, like they they just simply w couldn't exist. Right. That that's a you know, and it it's comes across as simple. Yeah, let's all just unify. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it takes all these other components, surrender, you know, consciousness, the present moment, meditation. But um, I think it's just interesting to think about, like, how quickly things could turn around on this planet. Like, you start caring about the oceans. Just you start caring compassion. about the forests. Yeah. I mean, money wouldn't be the same as it is now. You know what I mean? The the worst. You know, you wake up and that's need it. All everyone thinks about. All, that's all you think about. Every minute, every goes move away. you make is based on it. Based on making money or spending money, 
or being wealthier than some other person. It's just you know, it's terrible. a rat race, yeah. you know, and all that just kind of crumbles and falls away, mm-hmm. you know. In theory, easier said than done, but um, um, all you guys out there, we appreciate you guys listening, and um, we we felt that surrender was a key component, you know, to help incite or elicit change on this beautiful earth of ours and remain vulnerable that's right stay vulnerable and you know just remember uh unification of the human race unity is what uh, the universe craves order it's trying to put everything in order and that's what what the universe is waiting on Mm -hmm. that changes the globe and it changes it within a a month or less religions are gone they're gone in a day Mm-hmm. You know, and th- uh, religions have been suffocating the people. Th- this is my opinion. You know, since mine as well. Since time began, it's it's just a strangulation of of humanity, and all of that stuff just crumbles into dissolves. Yeah. And um, y- you know, Moose and I felt that surrender is a key component. You know, there's more to it. You know, it's it's imagine a a, a puzzle in front of you with a thousand pieces. In order to have this happen, you got you got to have all the pieces, right? And you have to put them all in the right place. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So all of these are uh, all of these components are required, and uh, we here at Catharsis absolutely believe that surrender is one of those key puzzle pieces. It's the first piece, right? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Um, that's it for us tonight. We hope everyone's doing well. We love everybody out there. Have and a good night. You know how it goes. As above, so below. Peace. <laughs>